Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of 527 Underground Podcast, where we talk about comic books and comic book related themes, including Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, anime, webtoons, where across our damn minds. We're your host, Teddy Maria, and we offer two different points of views, one of an avid collector, comic book collector, which is me, and the other, an excited fan. Which is me. How you doing? Good, good. Alright, so let's get straight to it. We're going to dedicate this episode on... The Book of Boba Fett. Episode 5, The Return of oh, the, the Mandalorian. Of course, and of course, we have along our Star Wars resident genius encyclopedia uh, historian, all those other accolades related to Star Wars. Unofficial. Unofficial. <laughs> oh, he says unofficial. We have Chris in the house. Yay! Yay. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Speak up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for coming um, and sharing your knowledge of Star Wars with of, us. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the moment I saw the fifth episode and we saw that silhouette, that beautiful silhouette mm. of the Mandalorian. What was your reaction? I thought it was Boba Fett. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because like, he was standing behind like that butcher, yeah, stuff, yeah, drapes. Like, that, that, but, that that those plastic drapes things, mm-hmm. and it's like you thought it was Boba Fett yeah. with the spear. Okay. Yeah, because it's called the Book of Boba. Uh, you can see the spear. No, you it was you to see saw the spear. The spear. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but you know, forgive me for thinking that you'd see Boba Fett in the no, first scene no. of the of it's, the book of Boba Fett. You I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's understandable. You were you were you saw that while you were eating your delicious steak. So yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that they went into with this particular episode. It was obviously all about the Mandalorian. Oh uh, yeah. And they actually went into some of the history of the Mandalorian. Yes. So yeah. they went into I think it's called the Night of a Thousand Tears. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So is the do you know about the Night of a Thousand Tears or some information? I'm sure there's information out there. I personally don't know yet. Mm, okay. That's why I say unofficial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but I mean, it's it's you, you pick things up. You know, even in the the shows, you know, I think it was like, man, uh, you know, Dinjar and Mando himself was like to Bo-Katan, like, why would you guys want to go back to Mandalore? Like, the Empire turned that planet to glass. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously that you know, mass genocide is not the, uh, uh, what's it called? You know, exclusive to the Empire. I mean, or excluded by the Empire rather. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. In the Rebels, you know, you have, like, Geonosis and how that whole planet was, like, wiped out, you know, an entire civilized uh, planet that was, you know, destroyed. So, you know that basically, the, you know, the Empire got got evens with them, you know. Mm. All right, Chris. So, um, just now when we were talking about the whole uh, the thing um, in regards to it not being the first time that the uh, Empire has created, you know, has destroyed mass genocide and all those, you know, bad things, <laughs> let's yeah. just say. Yeah. Uh, what is your impression with regards to now 
the Mandal the Mandalorians uh, with them only being two Mandalorians left. I mean, I think within that specific my my takeaway was that it's just two Mandalorians left from that specific, you know, uh sect, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's other other I I understand that there's probably other like pockets of Mandalorians. I mean, Bo-Katan's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's weird because you have this thing that they introduced with the last season of the Mandal- Mandalorians, where it's like you have the the people who are Mandalorian by creed, mm-hmm. and then you have the people who are Mandalorian by blood. You know, like okay. Bo-Katan, like she's like, oh, I'm Mandalorian because it's just harm, and that's basically how we we knew it. Uh, I mean, if you know about like the expanded universe, like it was a creed, you know, Mandalore mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like. Um, but I'm talking specifically about canon, like up until that point, mm-hmm. you know, with some, like characters like Sabine Wren or pre or uh, Vizsla and Clone yeah. Wars, like those were all, cl- and they're noteworthy because like those were all Mandalorians that just were on screen without their helmet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my first question when I came, when you know the Mandalor uh, the Mandalorian aired was just like, oh, like how are they going to explain the fact that they make it so blatantly obvious that they can't remove their helmets. Mm. But then they have, like, Sabine. Right. And then they have Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan and then right. they have the Vizslas, right. the v- House Vizsla, and other Mandalorians that just don't wear helmets. And then, yeah, they... It's two versions. Right, right. It's, so it's, it's like, you, you have these, like... I, I think this with their sect, there's just two left uh, of that specific sect. But I'm... I, I'm I'm believing that there's a lot more than just two. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of would have to be, especially yeah. since like I don't think uh, what's it called? You know, the the armor, as she's called, talks about how they were spared because they were on the mood of Concordia, mm-hmm. which um, what's it called? They talk about that being like the Death Watch headquarters, basically in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was with Darth Maul, right? Yeah, so, I mean, initially, when Death Watch first became a thing, it was, like, early on in the series, before Darth Maul was, you know, reanimated in the the, the canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mandalore, Mandalore was a planet, and the Duchess Satine talked about how, like, they, she rose to power, like, basically created a new era of, um peace like and pacifism and they like banished all their warriors to the moon like everyone who still held to the old ways were was banished to the moon mm. and kind of like a, a penal colony yeah or... yeah basically uh you know at least like those who weren't willing to become pacifists were sent to the you know to the moon <laughs> mm. but that's where we first hear about it and obviously ever since they were kind of like exposed as this group of terrorists um who disagreed who disagreed with you know the duchess and her rule and the whole idea of like a pacifist mandalore uh they just were spread out you know what i mean and in fact Din Djarin, it's shown that like his re- like he was rescued by death watch like you, you very clearly see that the the Mandalorians that rescued him were Death Watch and stuff like that, um, which, and he was rescued during the Clone Wars, which means that he was rescued almost directly by like Vizsla's people, like you know people who 
oppose the pacifist man, you know, Mandalorian rule and stuff like that. So then Jaren was part of the pacifist rule. No, I don't know. Okay. Because the pacifist rule were like all those people, and I'm going almost exclusively on like the information from the Clone Wars, but the pacifist rule were the people that like they didn't wear armor. They just lived on the planets. You know, they didn't practice the old ways. They. But I'm saying before he became a oh, Mandalorian, he I don't was think part so. Of the... I think they I think they went around cuz he wasn't from Mandalore. Like I think he they went around rescuing like fighting off um, you know. I think Death Watch went off like fighting off the separatists because I believe they were betrayed by the separatists. Mm. Um so they went around, went they went out fighting off the separatists and just rescuing like orphans and stuff like that and basically like recruiting them but like you know they call them foundlings you know which right, was like right. then Jaren's parents were killed by the droids he probably would have been killed too if it wasn't for the death watch so i don't think it's fair to call it recruitment so much as it is like well you know they have nowhere else to go yeah they have nowhere mm-hmm. else to go leaving him by themselves would almost certainly mean like death yeah they it were more like adopted me. yeah well, it almost reminds me of like the jedi with the younglings uh, well, well, that one—it's a little different. I know they no, usually they just go out and they no. Ask I wasn't them. gonna say that one. That one I think is more—you can call it recruitment. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they kind of what's it called? They kind of go into that a little bit in the show, and it's basically just like a Jedi shows up and it's just like your kid's special. He's coming mm, with he's us. Com- yeah, <laughs> no if, ands, or buts about it. Really, <laughs> yeah. and that was just their nice way of saying it when you really think about it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, now with the. With the dark saber, mm-hmm. um, Din Djarin's having issues with the dark saber. He can't even pick it up. Yeah, barely. And the, and the interesting thing is, when they first did um, Star Wars, like four, five, six, mm-hmm. and they wanted to have a specific way of fighting, mm-hmm. um, George Lucas was like, "No, the lightsaber is supposed to, right. It's supposed to be two, two hands. hands because it's supposed to be incredibly heavy." Right. Yeah. And then that theory. Disappeared yeah. when they yeah. started making it into, because let's be real, we had they had to extend the fight scenes for more modern viewers, you know. Yeah. Um, and at that time we didn't really know how deep, you know, the force was and stuff like that. They kind of touched upon it, and they just wanted us to understand it without enough explanation, you know. So the fighting style ended up changing with one, two, and three. You kind of saw what they were capable of doing. The Jedi, mm-hmm. what what the Jedi were capable of doing. And they were able to wield the lightsaber lighter. So here, I kind of feel like they almost explained or brought back that theory of, well, if you're not connected to this lightsaber, it becomes heavy. Yeah. I mean, we saw that in Rebels, the TV show, Mm -hmm. um, when Sabine is training with Kanan with the dark saber. He makes a whole point of saying, and I... He's speaking from the point of a Jedi, right? So he's acknowledging that the light, the, the dark saber is a lightsaber. Like, mm-hmm. like this isn't just a Mandalorian weapon. It's also it's a, a Jedi weapon. Like, right. it's a lightsaber. It connects with the, its user. You know, if it's uh, uh, heavy, it's because you're, you know, you're, you're not fighting your opponent. You're fighting yourself, and you're losing. Mm-hmm. Which he actually, you know, tells. Sabine's like, oh, you're not fighting me. You're fighting yourself, and you're losing. And in the in the TV show, it's like there's this home moment where she basically, it becomes a moment where she has to be honest with herself 
before she can actually wield the saber. And at the, like the more honest she is with herself, the more uh, the lighter the weapon, you know, the saber becomes. Yeah, because she's mm-hmm. felt a sense of guilt. Yeah, she because felt of what happened to her people because yeah. she was the one that was able yeah. to break down. Because yeah, because right, she right. she had armor. worked for the empire and mm-hmm, she right. basically was like she created that weapon that was basically able to attach like it was that like lightning thing that like mm-hmm. attached specifically to the armor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So she basically felt guilt about helping to enslave her people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, um. What's it called? Yeah, and she had to fess up to that. She this is stuff that she didn't like to talk about. But she's like, no, like, if you're gonna wield this and you're gonna be the person that represents your people, you have to know that like, this is something you carry. You know, you have to be honest. Like, oh yeah, like I helped enslave my people. You know, mm-hmm, right. Um, and I don't know what that would be for Dinjarin. You know, maybe like they talk about like, oh, have you removed your helmet? Have you? Mm. You know, or have you allowed yourself your helmet to be removed by someone else? And he answers yes, like he doesn't lie, um, like you guys point out. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably gonna be like as he goes on this journey, which I'm thinking is gonna be like you know, the third season of The Mandalorian or whatever. As he goes on to this journey to kind of like, you know, be restored in the springs of the Mandalorian minds that they talk about, uh, or that the armor mentions. Like, he's going to have to confront that, like, you know, what does it mean to be a Mandalorian? Like, am I still worthy of calling myself a Mandalorian even though I broke the rules? I don't I don't think he... I don't think it really matters. It, okay, maybe 50% of it, it matters to him that he is no longer part of that sect, right? Mm-hmm. But he is seeing another version of Mandalore, mm-hmm. you know? So that right there is like, okay, well... He does. He didn't really care about removing his helmet because he saw another version of it. Yeah. I think what's holding him back is the fact that Grogu's not with him. Mm. That whole episode, this whole fifth episode, was all about him trying to find an opportunity to, to go, go see, back to, go to Grogu. Grogu. And I think that that's what's holding him back in a way. Yeah. You know. I mean, and of course, you know, you're wielding a lightsaber, so. But when you say holding him back, let's be a little bit clear. Is it? Not the, not that the fact that that he can't see it, but this is the fact that he cannot admit to the other people that he's trying to well, see no, Grogu. He 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 admits it because the armorer is more knowledgeable than he is about the Jedi. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I want to go see him, and the first thing that the armorer says is like, well, he's back with his kind, mm-hmm. and his kind basically practice that in order to be a Jedi you have to like detach yourself from attachments which is the complete opposite of what, of what, what, yeah, of what the Mandalorians thought the Mandalorians thought is like you need to have loyalty fortitude like you need to be you need to be strong to your people like mm-hmm. basically like his religion focuses or his whole thing focuses around the attachment to being a Mandalorian and stuff like that but isn't there but that that's that's a contradiction because in the Jedi, you have the Padawan and the Master. Mm-hmm. The Padawan is loyal to his master, but to the, his or her master. The Master will sacrifice the Padawan if it's in the, and if it's in the, yeah. Will it? Yeah. Will yeah, they though? What's it called? You see, uh, okay. <laughs> you, 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 Darth Maul. No, I mean, I, um, nah. Ask Kit Fistel's Padawan how he feels about that. <laughs> Kit Fistel was just like, you know, I told you to do something else, mm-hmm. and you went ahead and tried to confront Grievous. Like, you know, I got to live. I got to tell the Republic what I just found here today. <laughs> mm. 
No, I mean, you can make the argument for Kit Fisto and his Padawan. But basically, yeah, like, idealistically, right? It's always going to be, like, ideal versus reality. But idealistically, like, let's say, you know, you have a situation where a master can save either one single Padawan or a school bus full of, like, 50 children. Like, the idea is that he's going to save the school bus of 50 children because that's, like, the greater good or whatever. Mm, Or even if the Padawan... Like, we even see it in, um... And, uh... The prequels where Anakin is talking to Yoda about like, oh, I'm seeing these visions. Like I'm someone I know, someone I care about is going to get hurt or mm-hmm. whatever. And what does Yoda say? He doesn't say like, oh, we can help you protect the ones you love. He tells Anakin like, let go of everything you fear to lose. It's not comfort. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. him being like, forget about it. <laughs> like if you're, you're afraid to lose it and loss is inevitable. You know, either through natural causes or the causes that you had dreams about. Like, you're going to lose them eventually. And I think what Yoda was, like, trying to say is that if you don't teach yourself to keep them at a distance, this loss is going to affect you and it's going to put you on a different, you know, like, worse path. So going back to the whole unattachment um, feeling in regards to being a Jedi, that is kind of hard. That's weird. It's difficult, though, because, like, Luke... That's a whole different generation of Jedi right there. Right. right. We don't know what he's going to be. We know that he had a school, right? Yeah. We know that, you know, maybe they talked about it in the comic books, you know, and Ben Solo has like a, a, a comic series. I'm pretty sure they probably mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like TVs and stuff like that, like it's not, we don't know like what, um, what's it called? What Luke teaches as a Jedi master. Mm-hmm. I never I never got the impression that Luke was was going to teach the unattachment level. He's all about attachments. Like in 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 mm. 4 5 6, you know, yeah. Yeah, in 6 you kind of saw him being the Jedi master which we <laughs> completely missed the entire training on that. <laughs> it's like yeah. he walks the desert for a co- couple of years and, you know, yeah. he was the only one that applied for the position. I yes. guess, yeah. <laughs> but you never felt the sense of unattachment, you know, yeah. like just I'm gonna detach myself from these yeah, people no. and I mean, think about from goes, Leia, goes, from Solo, from yeah, all these no, people. he goes back for Han Solo. He goes back for one person specifically. Yeah, you know I mean? so mm-hmm. it's like that idea is not within Luke, and if Luke is teaching Grogu, but, maybe that but, that idea was never taught to Luke. But the thing though is that you can, you can kind of make the argument with anything that any of the attachments that Luke had. I, I would. In saying this, I, I fully realize that Luke is very much attached to everything. I think so. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, you can also make the argument that those attachments weighed more in favor of the greater good. You know, I mean, I, and I'll give you an example. Like, his attachment to Darth Vader that, as his father. I was just about you to You can say that that, yeah. that was him being attached, right? But what happened? He got attached. He convert, <laughs> converted. Uh, he basically restored... Darth Vader to Anakin Skywalker, you know, mm-hmm. however you want to phrase it, mm-hmm. and he was able to turn the tide of the war mm-hmm. because he was able to basically convince his father not to be evil anymore, mm-hmm. you know. And in return, we could almost say that Darth Vader had re- had that same attachment to his son. I think so. By doing the acting, but at the yeah. same yeah, time, the thing, the thing. I'm sorry, babe, no. the thing with. Anakin was that he was all about attachments yeah. with mm-hmm. Padme, mm-hmm. with Obi Wan, with you know, with, right. with with you know, um, right? But I Ahsoka, Ahsoka, it yeah. was it was different though in return, and because I think it was restored. 
No. You don't think it was used to like his attachment? Only because he was, was just like, it was that same speech that he gave Padme. I was like, I'm attached to you, but only because through you, I can overthrow the Empire and we can rule together. Uh, I can over- overthrow the Emperor and we can rule together as father and son. That was the that was the restoration that Darth Vader proposed, and Luke was just like, "No counteroffer. Like you kill the Emperor, but not because you want to take his place. It's because that's what Anakin would have done. You know, because you are better than who you are now. And that's what he did. And that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, and I think that that attachment weighed more in favor of the greater good." As did his, you can make the argument for Han Solo, like his attachment to Han Solo, like, you know, he's one of the generals of Mm -hmm. the rebellion was able to pull off the Endor, you know, battle and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he wound up killing Jabba the Hutt. Like you can say that his attachments basically, he has them, but they all kind of oddly line up in the side of the greater good. You know what I mean? So who's to say that this wouldn't be the same situation if he was be. to go see Grogu. We could, don't know. We don't know what Luke is teaching Grogu. Yeah, but that's the thing though. Like if if, if Luke, what's it called? And was it um. And the Last Jedi. Um. You know, he talks about Luke tells Ray about all like the dogmatic views of the Jedi. How like, you know. He, she, he, he basically teaches her, like, these, like, lessons, if you can even call them that, about, like, how the Jedi are, like, wrong about everything. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, you know, like, you think that you, like, the Jedi think that they own the light side of the forest when really it just exists, right. you know, and they exist within it. So I think, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did wind up teach like teaching the whole, like, unattachment thing. And that why like he basically was just like oh no the Jedi is wrong because I taught it and it was wrong mm. I mean, there's also a possibility that he may have taught both sides mm. right why not teach the issues with attachment to someone or something as well as teach everything in regards to being unattached to something I mean there's examples in Luke's uh, story in life where he, exem- where he exemplifies or shows um, where he displays actions of both yeah. at times yeah, no. he was very much unattached to Ben Solo when he was like thinking right. about murdering him. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he wanted to unattach <laughs> Ben Solo. He wanted to unattach <laughs> Ben Solo from reality. Exactly. Specifically, so. he wanted to unattach his head for another. Exactly. exactly. No, but like, yeah, that that thing where it's just like, you know. But even that though, that was an act of attachment because he was attached to the life that he knew. You know what I mean? He he saw that Ben was going to become evil right. and, like, turn. And mm. he saw the, the death or the destruction of everything that he cared about mm. at the hands of Ben Solo. Right. And that's what prompted him to be like, yo, this guy got to go six feet under tonight. <laughs> right, 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 right. Mm. Oh, man. This is, this is why sometimes, and I know we're veering off from the Book of Boba Fett, Return of Mandalorian. We're kind of veering off of it, but... This is why this argument of Luke being a great Jedi kind of came but into play. That's the thing. Can you be... It, it's like default, though. You're a great Jedi because you're the only one left. No, not great. <laughs> oh, gray. Gray. Gray Jedi. The color. 
gray. Mm. So, you know. I mean, isn't there that whole, like, conversation with the, the voice actor who plays Kanan? Yeah, um, we're yeah. not going <laughs> to yeah, yeah. do that. Yeah. You made yeah. everybody that, that is so yeah. involved into yeah. Star Wars feel like yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 yeah, but, I mean, he had a point, Freddy though. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr., yeah. yeah. He, was right. he, had, he had a point, though. Yeah, yeah he had Light a point. in the dark, yeah. Yeah, like, you, you mm-hmm. can tell how every scenario is going to end depending on, like, how the, the end results are. Like, if there's too much to one side, you know how the other mo- how the next movie is gonna end. Basically, he basically ruined it for yeah. like and every he's like, person. He's like, there is no gray. There's only the Jedi. There's the Sith, and then there's the balance the ba- in yeah. the Force, and stuff like that. Which is technically true. That's yeah. technically all it's ever been. You know, even if you talk about like the Bendu, right? Like you have, mm. which is funny. <laughs> the Bendu. funny. It's funny because. You know, um, what's it called? The Bendu talked about being the one in the middle. Right. And Freddie Prince Jr. was just like, nah, you're a coward. He's <laughs> 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 just like, bro, he's like, shut up. Like, you're a coward. <laughs> you're too indecisive. <laughs> Very true to character. Yeah, but the Bendu, I, I, in my opinion, he chose to be the one in the middle because he was so powerful that really any nothing could really sway him one way or the other mm-hmm. but that's the thing though like he was able to see everything even like yeah, but yeah. He, i'm being like not on either person's side like you know mm-hmm. he destroyed both republic ships and imperial ships when right. he went on his rampage or whatever <laughs> and but that's the thing like he could look at kane and be like you know you're foolish and then he can look at thrawn and be like you know you're gonna lose right but it's not with any investment. It's like, I'm not invested in this. I'm just like, I'm a being beyond your capacity to destroy. Like, I'm just an observer. <laughs> but you, you have stake in this. And you don't see how you're going to lose or why you're going to lose. Right. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I, I think that, I think that as kind of as blunt as he put it, there's definitely significant truth to it because what's it called so that was the main thing right like at the end of the clone wars there was no at the beginning of the clone wars was like what ten thousand jedi or whatever and two sith because that's only <laughs> that was only that's what it was that's right? how it was like yeah. ten thousand and then the force rectified it to the point where it's just like obi-wan and yoda were the only ones left <laughs> so you go from ten thousand to two on both sides and then you have balance yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean god damn yeah. <laughs> oh, he's right he's right in that great yeah yeah, and it's like it. We all think of balance, and we think of it as something that's gonna be like beneficial. But it's just like no, like how you get to balance is mm-hmm. gonna be either good or bad, depending on which side you're <laughs> you're repping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and I think that's kind of like where we are now with the book of Boba Fett, where it's just like, I think I mean, what's it called? They they don't really operate in the, the realm of the Jedi, or the, you know, good or bad or whatever. I mean, you know, right. like light side of the force versus the dark side of the force so it's a little bit harder like i don't think the force cares about what jabba the hut was doing <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean right. um you know you kind of have these like in the realm of storytelling you have like these cosmically chosen characters mm. but then you also have like um boba fett who's just like i want to reclaim tattooing for myself and the force is just like all right whatever <laughs> Right. You do that, buddy. You can Go play. Ahead. You can play in the sand. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you can play in the sand. sand. Yeah, just for a little while. <laughs> Someone's saying that um, Boba Fett will be the one ending up with 
the dark saber. Mm. Um, so that may be a possibility. Some are saying that uh, Din Djarin will probably be the new seeker for the Jedi, the new Jedi Order. So be the one looking for younglings um, to bring to Luke. Uh, okay, that's what I was going to say. To train. Uh, okay. Uh, so. Maybe. Maybe. So, you know, that's another possibility, which is why, you know, he kind of has that, that new ship to... Yeah. To fly out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So well, his, his last ship got like, yeah. <laughs> you know, his last can ship. Can you imagine? Up. Can you imagine that, that recruitment or, or it's like a college? It's like a college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, like, like, have you considered joining? Go, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when, the when, New Republic's when, Jedi program. <laughs> when the giant goes to the, you know, to the younglings' house, knocking on the door. Knock, knock, knock with the. I could bring you in warm. Yeah, I could <laughs> bring, bring you in warm. Jeez. What's it called? What's it called? Oh you finally gosh. see him uh, bringing him. Uh, what's it called? You see him fulfilling that last part of <laughs> oh, the saying, definitely in this freaking episode. Jeez. What's it called? The, the, when he puts the dude on the table, he just like yeah. chops him in half. I'm like, yo! All right, they're finally doing lightsaber as a service again. Mm. I, I remember watching something on YouTube that was talking about how, like, oh, Disney doesn't know how lightsabers work. And it's because, well, one, a lightsaber is a very violent <laughs> weapon. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, um, no, no. It's a very sophisticated weapon. Said <laughs> the person wielding it. Like, <laughs> said the person with the most, like, limb counts in the in the entire Star Wars. Yo, Obi Wan. You get ha- an arm. Yeah, you get an arm. You, you get a Obi Wan has like well over twelve limbs under his belt. He's just Jeez. like, oh, an elegant weapon for a more sophisticated time. I'm just like, tell that to Maul. Yeah. Tell that to Anakin. Tell that to anybody else that came across a duel with you. Jeez. That's just wrong. Tell to Grievous. Tell to Grievous. He ended Grievous with like three blaster fires. Like, well, three he took blaster, his time with yeah. Grievous because we no. saw Grievous lose no. limb by limb by Wait, limb, limb by limb. <laughs> limb by limb. With down the, to what? With the lightsaber, <laughs> right, right? right? And then with the with the blaster, it was over like a couple of seconds. My right, man right, like right. throws the light. The yeah. the blaster is like so uncivilized. I'm just like my fault. You wanted to massacre him, <laughs> like you, you know. But I think like what's it called? Um, there was a lot of just like yeah, Disney doesn't know how a lightsaber works because it's like every time you you know Ray or mm-hmm. Ben or anyone like or struck Finn. or yeah. Finn yeah. struck anybody with a lightsaber. Well, Finn I think is the exception. Why? Because remember that stormtrooper that he like shish kebabed, <laughs> but now <laughs> this goes, But this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with regards to the whole thing of the lightsaber needing to be, um, uh, you know, not as heavy for those who are like not in sync with it, more yeah, or no, less. But I, but Finn did a great job with the lightsaber no. when he had it. You know, yeah, he was going hand with that. Thing, he, you he know, was, for, for the most part. But yeah, but for the most part, though, like the the way that the lightsabers have functioned is like very surface level cuts yeah. and stuff like that. Like, right. you know, you can't even see 
<laughs> the mark that I left over is kind of like, like okay, you know. okay, okay. But okay. and that's not even in the Clone Wars. Like the the like what's it called? Whenever Anakin was on screen, like you know, someone was getting stabbed. Like <laughs> <laughs> I feel stabby. He's like yeah. I'm feeling stabby today. <laughs> So right. so so, what are we saying now that they're actually bringing the whole thing with the lightsaber in these current stories? I think that they definitely like, you know, obviously this dude, uh, what's it called, Din Djarin, Din Djarin, decapitated the guy off camera, yep. like he was behind the, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> but it's implied, you know, you it's all calculation. Yeah, okay. You know, you saw that that same silhouette do do work. Yeah. You know, um, it wasn't views. Uh, was it viewable for watching? Yeah, I'm <laughs> well, sad he lost did, a spear though. We, we did see him like slice the guy in half, in half with yeah, the table. With the table, you know, That's and then true. also another piece of meat that was hanging. Yeah, while yeah. he's fighting, and mm-hmm. then he also cut himself. He did, right. yeah, and it was just a brief glade. You he know, like, uh, definitely almost lost a leg. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's good that they're showing. Oh, spoilers alert! Like spoiler alert, please. Anyway. At this point, if they haven't seen it. Sucks to be you. Yeah. You know? but, uh, <laughs> It's 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 interesting how they are showing how powerful you know lightsabers. I are. mean, yeah. that's, uh, that's the the same expression you got from like the Spider-Man, like Doc Ock thing, like the power of the mm, sun literally the, within the power in the palm of your hand. hands. Yeah, yeah, you know, just like that's basically what they say that the the lightsaber is like the output, the energy output is like a, a sun, like mm. a star, mm. you know, in your hand. It burns his us, you know that <laughs> beyond. So. You have to, you, you, <laughs> and then there's you'll be um, afraid of wielding your own weapon. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, but th- there's a, a YouTube channel called Because Science, and he basically talks about like what would happen if you had a weapon that put out that much energy and mm-hmm. that much heat. And I was basically like, if you had something that put out like the power of the sun within your hand, it would basically be like the heat of a sun. Right. Next to you, it's like you turn it on, it's just like everything's <laughs> just incinerating. <laughs> 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 like what a, a, a like a decent radius, just everything's just <laughs> including the wielder. Yeah, I would imagine. especially the wielder. <laughs> you oh know, it's, like, it's good for one use and one use of. Like, <laughs> wouldn't the hilt itself be like done? Like <laughs> you turn on, you're done. Like okay, yeah, it's it's it's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the fights between um Dinjarin and. Count Vizsla. Right? Yeah, the the dude the Vizsla. Yeah, the Vizsla. Yeah. Well, the Vizsla. He was, he, he was a pre-Vizsla. No, he was a Vizsla. He, he was, was a Vizsla. He was a Vizsla. Yeah. yeah. Related to the Vizsla, I'm a, I'm an impression that he was related to the Vizsla that was the Jedi that originally welded the uh, dark saber. That's why they mentioned that. That's why he had I mean, mentioned that's, that. That's the same right? person that his what's it called? His forefathers, his or ancestors. Whatever. Yeah. Like, that's like being like, oh, like my great, 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 you know. Grandpappy. Grandpappy. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what's your relation? You know, like. Mm-hmm. It, twice the, removed. Twice removed. Twice. Oh, my gosh. Imagine. <laughs> that's all we need. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that fight was. I'm I, Again, I'm sad that he lost the spear. You know, I'm like, how did he fought him with the spear? But I mean, I, it was a challenge to the, the, mm. the ruler. So obviously he had to use the the dark saber, and it's like I don't know because the way that he he um, the fight ended was like he then Jaren was disarmed, but then he very easily could have wound up killing the you know 
the dude from Viz- House Vizsla. And I'm just like, does that mean that he still wields the dark saber technically? Well, he yeah, took it he with him. him. I mean, he took him. Yeah. yeah took I'm just like, he didn't kill him, and he didn't disarm him again. But Do I guess you... he he won the fight. But that's the same. That but let's go back to um, uh, Mandalorian show when he took the saber from um, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Right. He didn't yeah. kill Moff Gideon. Yeah. He let their justice, quote unquote, justice system. Yeah. <laughs> take care of Moff Gideon. So. And the thing is, how did he walk out of that room with um, Bo-Katan? I don't think she fought yeah. him. Yeah. I don't think she fought him. Like, no, what I don't, happened? Yeah, I don't, she, I don't, if she had fought him, she would have won. I right. don't think she challenged she, him. I don't think she challenged him. She won. She, she, mm, you know that was there. Though. Yeah, you she know really wanted that, to. Yeah, but she didn't fight mm. him. I don't think so. No. So the question is, what happened? Because it's not it's not settled. That no, situation no, is it's not settled. Definitely not no. settled. No. But at the same time, it's like, you know, she couldn't. He, what's it called? He's like, I'm not gonna. That's the thing. He was like, I'm not gonna fight you. Right. And that's funny, you can just will, take it. But that's funny. He was willing to give it to her. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, by creed, he, it had even to be he one was like, combat. yeah. He's like, I yield. Yeah. Like him yeah, being yeah. like, you know, yeah. and she was like, no, it has to be. One and back. Well, she that's didn't what I tell, say it. That's what Moth, I told Moth Gideon, Moth Gideon said, it. said it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the same thing I told the Amazon guy when he tried to deliver mine. I'm just like, I can't take that from you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to win it in combat. Like, I have to fight you right now. No, it's <laughs> no but I, I think that's the thing. Like, he wasn't going to fight in any, like, he wasn't going to fight her because he didn't see the need to. Yeah. And any type of like, what are you gonna kill him for it and then take it? Like yeah. you're still like either way, she would still be seen as like the pretender to the throne that Moth Gideon had mm-hmm. like called her out as being second time around. Second time around, because mm-hmm. it's like, so you didn't fight for it, and then you killed a dude that just like didn't like, you know what I mean? Yeah, didn't want to fight. Didn't want to fight you. So, so like, no matter what, it's, just, it's dishonorable. Yeah. Right. 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 Rather, what she could do, which is what she's probably doing, but will not happen, is she'll probably wait to see who disarms uh, the Jaren from the uh, Darth Vader, and she will end up finding the person that wields it away from him. That's an idea, but I don't think we'll ever see <laughs> well, that. At least we know who That's not going to happen. At least we know who it's not going to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Far from that. Over. Here's another question, though, in regards to this episode. Um the cinematography of this episode. Look at that. We we have an, we have a <laughs> chef's kiss. We have chef's a kiss. physical expression of a chef kiss over here, and yeah. the person on my right. Well, just for myself, uh, I liked it. I, I uh, what's it called? When we were watching it, you know, you guys said like, "Oh, just wait till you see where they're at." And I saw it, and the first thing I thought was Halo. <laughs> 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 yeah, the first thing I thought was Halo. I'm just like, that's like a Halo ring. Um, Everybody said that. Yeah. They even showed it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody said yeah, that. Yeah, it was just like, was it spoilers without context or whatever? You just showed right. a Halo video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was really nice. It was really good. Um, I like the the process of them rebuild. I like the ring. I like the process yeah. of him going to Tatooine. And the, I don't know why, but I got annoyed at like the kid. That that was on the oh, transport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But only, only because he was a Rodian. Like, had he been any <laughs> other species, <laughs> I'm still remembering that Rodian from the beginning of the the 
I don't think it was originally supposed to be a Rodian because when you saw the concept, you know how they would show the concept mm-hmm. art. It looked like a different child yeah. with a helmet. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's make it a Rodian. I'm just like, no, you're not about. <laughs> I think what's it called? Rodians got like a a bunch of hate after that first. <laughs> You know, that first dude that was, like, chained up to Boba. And then they were just like, no, we got to make them, like, we got to humanize the Rodians now. <laughs> we got to make them likable again. Yeah, like, basically. <laughs> if we were able to make, um, what is it, the Sam people? Um, yeah. Yes, Tuscan the Tuscans. The Tuscans likable. We could, we have to make this race likable again. <laughs> I I think it, it didn't work for me. I, I'm still glad that that dude caught, like, a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the giant sand fist. <laughs> oh my Dude got punched into sand. Like you know how hard you gotta get <laughs> punched to go through sand. Yeah. Well, the only reason I bring up the whole cinematography is because of the phenomenal job that Bryce Dallas Howard did in directing this episode. Yeah. And there's talks about her. Well, not talks. Rumors among fandom, Star, particularly Star Wars fandom, saying that she needs to direct a Star Wars movie. Heck. She may even need to direct our Star Wars trilogy at this point. It would be interesting if they ended up taking the trilogy away from Ryan Johnson and gave it to her. Well, okay. I was thinking the exact same oh, thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, what? So we can see more Canto Bright? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> from Ryan Johnson? Or from from Ryan Johnson. No, no. Well, hang on, hang on. The Ryan jo- Supposedly, the Ryan Johnson trilogy was one that he would have created uh, within himself. Yeah, we, um, we saw the work right? that he did. Yes, no, no, he I, did. <laughs> okay. He wrote so, this one. You I, understand I, that, right? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. He wrote Canto so Bright. Wrote Canto. We, I know, I know. So what we're trying to what we're agreeing to is that we want to give Bryce Dallas Howard her own creativity to create her own Star Wars trilogy. Will we go that far and to say that and just with, give her full with, with the grand whatever. assistance you know of what? John Favreau and Dave Filoni? Uh, you know, it can what, work. Okay, okay. Whatever creative okay. liberty she had now, uh-huh. that's what she needs for the movie. Because as we know, no more in no a lot in the latest trilogy movies that we've seen um, from Star Wars. They were backed or had the support of J.J. Abrams. Could she work with J.J. Abrams in that regard if he was still involved? Who's in to doing say that J.J. Abrams yeah, had anything to do with the, with the newest? That's, that's what too. I was going to say. That's like, true it, too. It depends on it, whether or not he's working on any type of like future project. No, or that's true too. There hasn't been any noise about J.J. Abrams working with any other projects when it comes to Star Wars, and I'm perfectly fine with that's that. True. <laughs> I'm content with that. Okay, okay. So we would want the Favreau Filoni team to be involved so with, far they're uh, getting it yeah, right yeah. but yeah. you know what I think they're gonna be exclusively like TV shows only because that's how it was for like um the Clone Wars and stuff like that like the Clone Wars was always like significantly better than the prequels like the TV shows yeah. have always been pretty good with the exception of a couple of filler episodes, episodes. from which mind you this current uh this episode was in a way a fill episode but it was so damn good it was it was and we were so talking about that good. where i'm just like i don't know i know i'm conscious of the fact that it varies from person to person but mm-hmm. i had like i said earlier like i genuinely enjoy the world expansion that like mm. took place in the mandalorian like i, re- I remember yeah. hearing yeah. too often 
people being like, oh, the Mandalorian is like, it's the same thing. Like every episode is like, you know, he goes to a place, makes a companion, does a thing, goes to a place, makes a companion, does a thing, and it doesn't move the story along. But I'm just like, oh, you're not recognizing it as what it is. It's mm-hmm. universe. It's world building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like Dune. <laughs> you know, like how are you going to, how are you going to complain about Mandalorian and then be psyched about Dune when the first movie is just like mm. a trailer for the second movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a trailer for the second movie. Facts. But it you know, know. self isn't bad, though. But yeah. I see what you're saying, yeah. But it, it's like world building and it's world, world and character building, too. And character building yeah. in a shorter amount of time. Well, yes and no. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think given it, to it, us in smaller In smaller doses. increments. Yeah, 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 I agree. You know, mm-hmm. like, I would say, you know, obviously this is going to be more hours than yeah. movie hours or whatever. But, I mean, like, in, in terms of, like, you can, you know, like, in the Book of Boba, like, what, one or two, maybe three episodes, they, like, made you care for Tuscan Raiders? Like, who does right. that? Right. Like, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's, it's a world building, I would, I would think, at its finest. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm just like, well, these are characters that... Honestly, I couldn't care for. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I, I couldn't be convinced to care for until you know they mm-hmm. did the job that they did. Yeah. I think they're doing a good job with having us actually care about these characters. Yes. Yes. You know. So. Not my question is why though. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that's what my question. I want to know why. Like, why do I got to know that the Tuscan Raiders are like that in depth? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a, it's supposed to show how Boba Fett is going to be changing his mentality when it comes from just being the one to being a tribe. You know what I'm saying? So, what? I think we are what we're getting ready for is the, hum- the human element because we have the Obi-Wan TV show coming up real soon. It'll be interesting to see how Obi-Wan relates to the Tusken Raiders on Tatooine and see how their relationship's going to be. This man... <laughs> I'm just saying. This man terrorized them with that freaking dragon claw. You're going to be like, how did he relate to them? He didn't. He didn't. He stole water from them. <laughs> That's what he did. He stole water from them. Cut a couple of them down. Definitely has a couple of limbs under his belt from them as well. Yeah, there you go. I believe that. So. You, guys are, you guys are awful. <laughs> Bro, oh my God. I was like, I think, you think about I think it. It's great. Think about it. He, he, what's it called? Obi-Wan Kenobi was on Tatooine for so long, and in his spare time, he just so happened to just perfectly mimic a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's right, that's right, that's right. And the way he talks about them, too, he's like, they frighten they easily, frighten. but they'll be back in greater numbers. <laughs> like, bro, you think that's someone who related to them? <laughs> <laughs> Re- relationships could be adversarial too uh, now. What's even what's less than that? <laughs> what's just like <laughs> love hate, bro? You know. I think he took a chapter out of Anakin's book and was just like, not just the men, yeah. but the women <laughs> yeah. and the children, and children. too. <laughs> Any final thoughts in terms of where this may go? And t- like, mm. 
is are we gonna like in the next episode do you think we'll see him going to Grogu or is this something that they're just setting up for season three of the Mandalorian well because they have Finnick involved in that storyline I think I think they'll touch a little bit of both unless in the next episode we see Finnick saying well she can't join him on his quest to find Grogu and they'll continue and she'll continue the storyline with uh, Bubble Fett I don't know. It can go so many different ways. Uh, I, it would be interesting to see if if they both do work together in this episode to go find Grogu. You know, maybe another fill episode. I'm not even sure how many episodes this seven. season has. Seven? seven, and this was five. Yeah, five. So we have two more. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, great. I don't, I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think this was like episode zero of season three of the Mando, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. Because what's it called? He's like, we need muscle. Like one person does not muscle make. You know what I mean? I think there, there's still more people that Boba Fett got to recruit for this. Well, incoming war with the Pikes. Well, let's look at what he has already. He's got the slow speedsters. Right. <laughs> He's got a uh, black Kersantan. Yeah. We can assume. Ooh, that's a bad mother flipper. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh! But I think him alone is like nah, ten men. <laughs> you know? Jeez. Um. Now we know he's got Mando. Uh, Mando. He said it was so, on the house too, which was on the house. We don't have to pay for him. Jeez. Yeah, you got that free deal. That's what's up. Um, so. so he has the Mando. I think he he's gonna need a couple because you're you're finding a crime syndicate. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Which like they really got they, not, they got numbers on their side by mm-hmm. default. You think yeah. Mando's gonna bring the Jawas? Because all they need, I mean, literally, he's just be like just. I think I think he'll probably take apart their their, their ships. I, I think he'll probably I think Boba Fett will probably find a way. Like the surprise would be that Boba Fett found a way to recruit the other Tuscan tribes, mm. and it was just like he cut them in on the slight on the pie. So they're like, you know, because was it the other they 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 told Boba Fett that the other tribes depended on killing people to survive, like being like raiders. You right, know what I mean? Right. That's how they survived in the Dune Sea. But it's just like. If you have this guy that comes along and just like I, I stayed with this tribe, I lived, you know, and I'm offering you a chance to not be that way anymore, or to actually, you know, everything that you own will be yours again, like or that you owned once will once again be yours. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably where he's gonna get the bulk of his manpower from. There's just like Tuscans or either the Tuscans. Funny enough, you know, Jawas. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Ooh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that like he he still needs. I mean, you you saw how many pikes are coming off of those transports. Yeah. Like he needs a, a solid yeah. number of people. I think he doesn't. You know, black chrysanthemum. He has the slow speeders, mm-hmm. as you call them. Mm-hmm. Um, slow speeders, yeah. He has the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. He it's has like, um the two Gamorans. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the bodyguards. Yeah, bodyguards. That's still not enough. That's not enough. I know. He, he, and, you know. Finnick herself. Finnick, yeah. I think he's going to need a, a he's, he has like, the, the what's it called? The lieutenants. You know what I mean? Like he has the, the, the leaders. He just needs the, the, the grunts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he needs like the numbers. We may see a possible scene where maybe those lieutenants will end up sending their grunts, let's just say, to help fight. You know, because they may not, I mean, in a way, they really don't have anything to lose, one way or the other, because and for the most part, they're not being affected. At that's least true. not that's yet. He's at, at least he's not actually paying yet. Them, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, true, so. at least not yet. But okay, we shall see. 
All right, so let's, we're gonna wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Chris, for being part of another podcast of ours. Yay. Anytime, I thoroughly enjoy it. Of course, <laughs> with all the Star Wars content, please. Exactly. Awesome. Um, awesome. Catch up. If you have any questions or anything you want us to cover, uh, please feel free to find us at five two seven underground on Instagram or five two seven underground on Facebook. Um, if you want to watch some videos of the latest stuff that I'm reviewing at the stop. You can find us on YouTube at 527 Underground. Um, And that's pretty much it. That's it. We want to thank everyone for listening to our our podcast. Thank you, Chris, again for coming on. And uh, we love you all. And that's it. (laughs) Have a great evening. All right. Have a good one.